welcome to episode six of the Ruthless Regression Podcast. Welcome to SmackDown. My name is Levi. And I'm Elizabeth. And we're a married couple that talks about wrestling. Mm. This week we're talking about WWE SmackDown from July 4th, 2002. But first, you know, I just realized uh, the other day we're kind of inadvertently keeping pace. Like it's currently, what, July 7th? Yeah, yeah. It's so time to we, really well. We just, uh, we just had our fourth. So how was your fourth? Um, it was good. We went camping. It's mm-hmm. actually been a pretty busy week. We went camping. We did the fourth things. We didn't watch any fireworks, but that's usually not our our kind of evening. Um, so we did some camping, and then we watched Money in the Bank because that was over this weekend too. I will say, um, July Fourth annoys me because it's always on like a Tuesday. Yeah. And so we do our thing like the weekend before or the weekend after, but no fireworks for us. Most no. of the time. Just give it, uh, what, one, two, three, four, four more years and it'll be back on the weekend. Yep, for like one or two days <laughs> or one or two years and then we're back to five years of inconvenience. <laughs> the glory years. <laughs> but we watched Money in the... We didn't get to watch Money in the Bank because we were camping. Um, so we had to catch up when we got home. Yeah, if you stick around, um, I think we're going to talk about SmackDown from 2002 first, and then at the end, uh, we'll give our sort of belated thoughts on Money in the Bank from this past weekend. Um, Before we get to that, we do have some exciting developments for the podcast. Oh, do we? I feel like I'm part of the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're on social media. We have a social media presence now, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Threads, <laughs> the new thing, Instagram's new Threads, yeah, aren't they? They're sort of associated with Instagram, but anyway, I'm not on the bandwagon. And we've been on YouTube as well. In all three of those, it's at Ruthless Regression. So go follow us. You can see some clips from our shows. Um, been playing around with Threads a lot this. To today, I guess. Mm. Last couple days. Mm, okay. I think this is a good um, example of maybe our the duality of our personalities. We have the cutting edge of technology. We're, we're on the cusp. We're developing. We're looking at new things over on that side of the table. On this side of the table, we prefer oh. more Stone Age developments. Taking the slow path. You're still on MySpace, right? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> if if there were a decent amount of people there, I might. Didn't it, at one point, it came around and it became a thing again, but unfortunately, no, I'm not on MySpace. But You think I'm in your top eight still? I, I would put you there. Yeah. You, Wally, <laughs> maybe like a few family members, a few friends. Yeah, I, I could make eight. Yeah. Well, I'm liking Threads so far, so recommend that if you're into a Twitter-like thing that's kind of just brand new. It came out like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's very Twitter, similar to Twitter, but it's like 
more low key somehow. Mm, it's cool. I guess so. <laughs> it feels like, a, I don't know, maybe it's exciting because it's like a new thing that yeah. people aren't really um, on yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe the effect will wear off, but I think it's pretty cool so far. Is it just another app to like repost TikToks on? No, it's not really video based. It's text based. Oh, okay. I thought there. I thought I saw pictures on them. You can, but it's not really the kind of. It's not like reels. Oh. Or something like that. Mm, okay. Well. Anyway, check us out on those. <laughs> <laughs> we also have an email address. Oh. Uh, Ruthless Regression WWE <laughs> at gmail dot com. Okay. If you're in our 60 and up uh, population. Well, I was thinking if you have any questions that uh, you want us to address on the podcast. Oh, Lord. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe, we'll, um, maybe we can do a mailbag segment okay. one of these days. Okay. If we get enough emails. Yeah. So. Wally, we could do Wally's mailbag. Yeah. Wally can be, our dog can be the sponsor of the yeah. segment. He so, won't, yeah. We won't bring him in until we have mail to Oh, open. there we go. That's a good um, sweetener there. Yeah. If you if we get enough questions. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll like, let you see our dog. <laughs> we just need like five, maybe three questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll bring Wally on the show <laughs> for his, his uh, debut <sighs> appearance. <laughs> Question one. Why did you think this was a good idea? No. <laughs> We can we can dive deeper into the questions. So that's ruthless regression wwe at gmail dot com. So mm. send us some emails. Couldn't cop the ruthless regression. <laughs> Don't <huh>? rub it <laughs> in. <laughs> Who got to that first? I got it on all the other socials. Somebody uh, got it for somebody has everything on Gmail. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. They're just waiting for you to like email them and be like Hey, we were wanting to buy that for like a thousand dollars. Probably, yeah. they probably we could have gotten like a hotmail address, I guess. But <laughs> people are about to get really confused and start sending emails to ruthlessregression at gmail dot com, and that guy yeah. that's been sitting on it for like twenty years is going to be like, "Damn, what's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of wrestling questions. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, are we ready to talk some actual wrestling? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so we are in Boston, Massachusetts on mm. July 4th. So mm-hmm. it was on a uh, Thursday this time, so not really any better than the Tuesday. Yeah. I'm sure uh, some but really least, genius could do like the reverse math for how many years ago that was. Oh, wait, it was 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Only a genius. Only a genius. We'll never know how long okay. ago that. It was... 21 don't, years ago. Don't strain yourself. <laughs> I'm at the limits of my mental capacity. Okay, yes. 20, 21 years ago. 21? Yeah, we're in 20... Yeah, you're 20. right. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> I feel okay. like you're about to gaslight me on what year we're in right now. <clears throat> now okay. Got, okay. 21 years ago, SmackDown, Thursday night. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. And right off the bat, we we get a little recap of Edge's injury. Mm-hmm. So flashing back to last week, we saw him return and take out Jericho, saving Hogan in, in his match. Um, we find out that apparently he tore up his shoulder against Kurt Angle mm-hmm. in what looked like a cage match at some point. 
kind of did a dive off the rope and like just landed on it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now Edge is back. That's kind of the, we're going to see plenty more of Edge this mm-hmm. episode. Edge, man, he has been going forever. I mean, we just watched him tonight. We just watched him wrestle tonight. Yeah. Uh, on SmackDown, coincidentally. So yeah. very, um, very, very much a coincidence. Yeah. I uh, love his long hair. Love the look. I agree. I wish he still had it. Yeah. He did uh, until like a couple years ago. He shaved it off. I'm I don't not, mind not, the short hair, but yeah. like like this younger edge yeah. with the long hair, just he just looks so strong. Yeah, he's got the beach blonde look, like the surfer dude. Yeah. Even though he's from Canada, I believe. <laughs> okay. Now, here's something I wanted to ask because I don't remember things. Um, so, Edge's special move is the spear, right? One of them, yeah. Doesn't Roman Reigns do a spear, too? It's a pretty common move. Oh, okay. Honestly, I... like Edge, uh, Goldberg... Oh, okay. The rhino. I can name like uh, okay. probably 10, rhino, 10 guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Pause. There's a wrestler named Rhino. <laughs> yeah, we, we may encounter him. I think he was more of a, more of a, uh, attitude era guy. Okay. Actually, he was kind of tied up with edge at, at one point. So, <laughs> and he has a horn on his forehead. I'm hoping. Uh, no, Oh. but he, he, he spears people. So. He's a, kind of a rhino in that way. That is a big missed opportunity. You good over there? Eh, yeah. Okay. It's Mike. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of technical issues, random, but if you've noticed our YouTube woes, our camera woes, <laughs> uh, we're on our third attempt at a camera. And yeah. hopefully, I'm just using my phone this at this point. So hopefully we'll get through a whole episode <laughs> and not have to put in the technical difficulties um, screen. But anyway, we yeah. are working through some stuff on the you, video front. Did you use the cat hanging by the... <laughs> hanging in there? Yeah. No. Ah, uh, okay. No. Nope. Ne- next time. Next time. Hopefully <laughs> there won't be a next time, but yeah. Yeah. We're just figuring things out. It's okay. We're young and blissfully unaware of technical savviness well i feel like i should be tech savvy but <laughs> no it's okay i'll forgive you okay so we got <laughs> jillian garcia up next singing the the national anthem mm. that was actually a pretty good uh, rendition yeah it was fine I, for a song that we've heard a million times <laughs> i thought it was done pretty well but she gets interrupted by those dastardly canadians <laughs> they go on like a rampage of anti-American talking points. It so, was so long. I was just like. <laughs> so much so that I was like, wow, this would be like, I feel like really controversial in like today's day and age. I mean, they were talking about like. If it wasn't Canada, just like <laughs> if it was any other country, it'd be like, okay, yeah. this is real heel stuff. I just still don't understand why. Canada of all countries was the one they picked. But yeah. But they, they go on some like some points where you're like, damn, they spitting some truth. Like so we hit Vietnam. Uh-huh. We they said that um people probably thought about Will Smith and the, <laughs> the Independence movie Day. Independence Day <laughs> yeah. saving the world from aliens. Yeah. Um 
that Americans are a bunch of hypocrites and yeah. just all this stuff. I'm like, ooh, it's almost relevant. I I just can't get over that no one interrupted them. <laughs> Even Rikishi, who's up next against Lance Storm, he just like I guess just waited <laughs> in the back, like no, nah, just <laughs> let him finish. Yes, give just me a signal when he wraps up. Yeah, he's so he he finally comes out after they're done, and they say America sucks, which you know, yeah. They don't have a lot of fire underneath that argument. They're just out there just hammering into everything they can. I don't see this lasting long. Yeah. It's not, it's neither like good heel work and it's also not that funny. Yeah. It's just dumb. Yeah. But, but, but alas. It was surprising that he went up against Rikishi because you would think like being July 4th, American, patriotism, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then to put him up against Rikishi, I'm like, okay. I agree. I actually looked this up. Uh, Rikishi oh. is American. He was born in San Francisco. Sure. I but guess... he is billed from the Samoan Islands. So right. he's not exactly, at least his character is not American. Right. I guess Kurt Angle is tied up in other things. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Angle's busy. He's probably in, the most American, whatever. Yeah. Other than Stereotypically. like John Cena, like five years from now. <laughs> but <laughs> Unfortunately, we weren't there yet. They, all they had was Rikishi. And he yeah. was just like, I, look, I got no beef with anybody here. I just, <laughs> I've got a match. We got fireworks and hot dogs later. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was a pretty good match for, um, I've mentioned this in the past, like for a small guy and a bigger guy. I think sometimes it's a little hard to sell it. Rikishi versus Lance Storm. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty good. Lance, I thought, fought a little bit better than I expected. I don't know. You may disagree. I just, we got like five close-ups of Rikishi's ass. That <laughs> there was like, a lot of butt shots. I just couldn't shots. focus. A lot of butt shots. But in between the butt shots, um, he fought pretty good. It was a decent match. Uh, give it like a six out of ten. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Um, you just stop I looking? Saw, yeah. I mean, just the ass close-ups is very distracting, but yeah. Test interferes with a boot to Rikishi and then Lance Storm wins. And that's that. We got uh, John Cena backstage after his big debut last week. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Stacy Keebler goes to the locker room and and basically just says that Cena's wanted in Vince's office. So little teaser for something mm-hmm. to come in a moment. Go to the principal's office. Now, did it just immediately go to John Cena? I couldn't remember. I know that. No, it was like. It was like this little in-between clip. Or I something. think Mark Henry answered the door. Uh, yeah, and then was, Mark Henry went to get Cena. Uh, yeah, it was a little know. weird a little, little inter- intercession moment there. but little nuance there. Uh, John Cena in green. Love the color. That is his color. It's interesting. I don't remember what he he wore last week. But red. It was it was those little red and bl- I think black maybe little boxer short type things. Eh. But I think just with his complexion and his coloring, I guess um, green just pops on him. I think. We don't get too used to it because if you'll notice, he will wear like whatever the hometown sports team uh, color is so okay. since he was in boston he worked i see play into the crowd yes. okay. play into the crowd but doesn't he i mean you know like years later isn't green his thing it is i would say like that's kind of the color he landed on yeah yeah 
But of course, that he is from the area, as we'll, uh, we'll get into in a minute. Okay, but okay. so as I was watching that, it's, it's interesting to see a wrestler wear something different every week because it's not typically what they do. They wear this either the same thing or a variation of the same thing within the same color scheme. Question, what costuming color details, designer options would you wear as a wrestler? So like the whole costume? The whole co- I'm talking hairstyle. I'm talking face paint, if any. I'm talking, are, do we have a top? Or are we going shirtless with the briefs, pants? Definitely not. I'm no. not going to go out there looking like I'm in my underwear, first uh, of all. Okay, so you're not a briefs man. No, I, I'm going to say it's somewhere between, and it's funny you ask, because I did a create a character on uh-huh. WWE 2K, uh, like a few months ago. Uh-huh. And it kind of ended up being like a mix between like, Undertaker, American Badass, and Edge, probably. Mm, okay. And probably leaning a little closer to Edge, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like rated R superstar. Mm-hmm. Just with the long tights, the like cool designs, big like leather jacket or something, mm-hmm. maybe some sunglasses, you know, the long hair. Mm-hmm. The cool guy. I ah, think. Okay, play it cool. You yeah. more of like a black, purple, red color yes, scheme kind of guy? For sure. Like Edge Edge and Undertaker sort of hybrid, mm. probably. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to do a little a little illustration one of these days. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like well, a caricature, but in wrestling costumes. Totally. Yeah. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's the real life <laughs> version of that. <laughs> Moving on, we've got our second uh, week in a row of some Batista and Randy Orton action. Mm-hmm. Uh, another tag team, Devon. And Batista versus Orton and the big Volbowski. So Orton's got another teammate. Um, kind of the same result as last week. Really. Valbowski. Val, Val, Volbowski. Is it? I think it's uh, yeah. Valbowski. I've heard it both ways. I think oh, it's I one of those things. Cause, but yeah. That's what the announcer said whenever we couldn't figure out how to pronounce it. Um, was the Batista and Reverend pairing was that determined at a but we we kind of went over the episode where batista came out first right how did he get paired up with the reverend guy i don't even remember was um well pre pre ruthless aggression he came out with devon as like the you know devon's playing the reverend Mm. so batista was just kind of like his enforcer and Mm. he i I don't remember what they called him. He was called like Deacon Batista, I think. Okay. So he came okay. out kind of in like a tight um, dress shirt, carried around a little collection box. Uh, so okay. It, it was re- okay. Like I was trying to figure out what the origin of that was. Themed around that. I'm guessing the idea was pair, but young guy, this young guy Batista with an older vet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And learn the ropes. I, I don't think it lasts very long, but I think that was the intention. Mm-hmm. I, w- I will say Randy Orton is so athletic at this point. Mm-hmm. Like when he does a, a drop kick, he's like he's like seven feet up in the air. Yeah, him. I, I, I mean, forget about I mean, Reverend horizontal. and Balboski. Forget about them. Like, I know it was a tag team match, yeah. but you might pff, next. You know, Batista and Randy Orton were bomb. A lot more of those two this time. Yes. Instead of the teammates, like you said. Batista is a big hunking man. I love to watch that body move. He's an animal. 
<laughs> and Randy Orton's pretty cool too. Even though I continue to forget who he is with hair. Um, <laughs> at some point that will stick. But um, both I, both of these guys kind of well, actually Batista's bald, but then he'll is he bald in this match? I think. I mean, if not bald, shaved yeah. very close. Shaved. Yeah. I think he'll he'll grow his hair out. And then eventually they'll both go bald again. Mm. So I, don't know that, but I thought that, that was a really enjoyable match. Very good wrestlers. Yep, Batista via the Spinebuster. Batista continues to look like an unbeatable monster, which it was kind of interesting because he um, was really the lesser of the two as far as like perceived potential. Because mm. Randy Orton was like the, we've talked about this a little bit, but he's the son of a wrestler. Cowboy Bob Orton, he mm-hmm. was kind of perceived as like the next guy. Mm-hmm. He, he was very young at this point, but yeah, they were kind of grooming him from an early age. So, mm. but They're, we'll see how they that evolves. Fight really well together. Good pairing. Now we've got our Vince uh, backstage segment. Uh, at first, it's just Jericho and Vince. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are talking about well, what ends up happening. Well, they're talking about last week with Edge, and basically we get a new match set up for Vengeance. Got Chris Jericho versus Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena comes in as requested, goes for the handshake on Jericho. Jericho doesn't want any of it. Gets smacked hard. Like I don't know <laughs> if they talked about this. I assume they did before. He gets smacked hard. Yeah. And um, after the commercial break, we get another match set for tonight. We're going to see the rookie Cena versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. I continue. I'm going, I'm going to not harp, I guess, but reiterate a point that I made that I still think rings true here. I know you somewhat disagreed with me last time. They, what I am really enjoying about going backwards is. They do such a good job of setting up the matches for this show, reviewing last show's episodes, and then as the show progresses, setting up next um, episode's show. And I've been trying to pay more attention to it with uh, more recent, like present day wrestling shows that we've been watching because you said that you disagree with me. And I think I'm correct. <laughs> correct in what? In that the... In between scenes, the the face to faces like like this one like um, you know what I'm saying the um, vignettes. Back, you mean the backstage back, the promos, back, the yeah. backstage stuff mm-hmm. interviews whatever segments yeah do so much to explain things that I just don't think we have in present day. Hmm. Um, it really adds a component that I'm enjoying that I don't feel like we get with present day wrestling hmm. mm-hmm. we'll, we'll revisit this for sure okay i look forward to hearing so your I still case. i still disagree with you i think they still do this most of the time but now they I'll... do i'm i'm not done <laughs> let, let me beat this horse a little bit longer they do but with like either um segments that are not meant to be in the same timeline timeline of the episode, or um, they'll do like recaps, but they'll have the announcers give you that information instead of having it presented as an interview or a vignette. 
No, they do the be- <laughs> no, they do the interviews. That- no, you're just okay. wrong. Okay, okay, we we'll hold court one day. Yeah, I'll present my evidence. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I look forward to defeating you uh, in court. In tribal court. <laughs> in tribal court. Yes. Okay, I beat the horse. Moving on. Got another backstage segment with Angle, uh, Kurt Angle. Um, really thought he was great in this segment. Really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Talked about how last week he had the flu, which is how he explained kind of having a difficult time with Cena. Uh, Says he's feeling fine tonight with his uh, match against The Undertaker for the championship later on tonight. Um, They show a little um, flashback to some of his highlights where he pinned The Undertaker a couple weeks ago, made Hulk Hogan tap. All this stuff. And then he does this rhyme that I can't even remember. <laughs> but it, it, was it was very funny. I thought it was great that he was narrating his own highlights. I've never yeah. <laughs> I've never really seen that. And it just added a comedy to it. I thought it was really funny. I, I don't know where he get, he got all of this charisma. It's, yeah. It's insane. He yeah. was just made he was made for this. I totally agree and that's uh been a real surprise to me and I I can we can go into detail more as we get to the right. um, final event. match. But I am loving Kurt Angle. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I I mean, that's really uh, unexpected. Up until we started going back and watching these episodes, I was like, I don't even know who Kurt Angle is. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know anything about him. He, I'm like, he's fine. He's this ball guy and he and whatever. I am really enjoying it. Like, he's He's got it all, and he's an Olympic medalist. He's he's got everything, and I'm a we'll, fan. Let's talk about it a little more okay. toward the end of the show because okay, okay. we've we've got a good match coming up. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we've got Billy and Chuck backstage. The current tag team champs. They they're putting the the belts on the line up next. Uh, they're just eating some hot dogs on the Fourth of <laughs> July, and Rico is. Not impressed. Yeah. It was kind of a weird little segment of them eating hot dogs. It's like, okay, you're just going to... A little homoerotic for yeah. some reason. Some might say queer baiting in a little bit of a way. But... I think that was kind of, I We haven't seen much of them in this series, but I think that was kind of their thing. Mm. Is kind of blurring the lines a little bit. Yeah. Distasteful. Yeah. In in like a, like a baiting kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But we do have a match up next with them and Edge and Hulk Hogan, the newly minted tag team um, for the, yeah, for the tag team belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Hulk Hogan coming out to Real American, uh, his OG uh, entrance song hmm. for the 4th of July. Because okay. last week he did the, he was doing more of the Hollywood Hulk Hogan thing. So they switched it up and brought that back. He's got the American flag. They're How many uh, iterations of Hulk have there been? Um, I mean, you got the original Hulkamania. That's the yellow and, and then, pink kind of thing? Well, yellow and red. Oh. It's really just that and Hollywood Hulk Hogan or NWO Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. In this one, there's really not too many. I guess, I mean, there are technicalities. I think there was like a Mr. America thing, but largely just two. Yeah, I'm not on the Hulk train. Maybe if we go back far enough. 
I will say the crowd is absolutely going nuts. For I don't Hulk. understand it. Even when he, we go to like modern day matches, when we went to um, Raw the other month, people were, they had Hulk Hogan signs. They were Hulkamanying it out. I, I missed that train. I need, we got to circle back to that one at some well, point. You could say though that Hulk was like the original megastar hmm. of WWE. I mean, some people will say like Andre the Giant was the first big star, but he wasn't mainstream. Like Hulk Hogan was the first guy that like everybody, even whether you were a wrestling fan or not, you knew his name. Was it like a Mike Skills kind of thing? It was or? everything. Just oh. like his in-ring persona, the theme song, the persona, the the moves, okay, uh, the hulking up. He just kind of nailed what people wanted from oh, okay. wrestling. Okay at that time and then it just became his thing yeah okay well of course that was before my time but from what i've seen there's a big build up to the hulk tag because we kind of have hulk in there for a minute then edge for a while slows down big build up to the hulk tag and Mm -hmm. again the crowd is absolutely going nuts like i don't think anybody is drawing this reaction i know at this time, like, like maybe the rock will see him next week. Um, finally, but, <laughs> finally, <laughs> but it may be stone cold, but Hulk Hogan's up there. He's still a, a megastar at this point. I don't, between the, the balding hair and the bleach blonde mustache with the dark <laughs> in between beard, it's just a weird look, but it's I, a weird look. But like at this point he's, um, ascended from what's normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he made the skullet famous. He made it work. <laughs> he made the handlebar work. Like it's just him. He, he, he just wears that persona. So, yeah. you know, I thought, um, I was trying to think of what that, what the move was called where you lift somebody up on your shoulders and like you kind of spin, lift and drop. I think that's a suplex, isn't it? Or is the suplex where you hold and throw them over? Are you? Are we still talking about them this match? Or well, yeah, I made a note of wanting to be suplex, and now I don't even remember what a suplex is. Uh, there are different kinds of suplexes. It's basically just when you grab somebody and like throw them. <laughs> mm, okay. Like a German suplex is kind of like kind of like the Heimlich maneuver, mm-hmm. and you just throw them backwards. And there's the belly to belly suplex. Hmm. Where it's the other way, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's get to the finish of this match. Okay. Uh, pretty interesting. We You got Edge and Hogan doing the the famous combo of Hogan's moves. The, the boot, the big boot, and then the leg drop. They do it at the same time. Well, the, the leg drop was one after the other. but And we have new champions, new tag team champions. This new tag team of Edge and Hulk Hogan on July 4th. Very fitting. <laughs> really weird pairing. I don't, I couldn't see that lasting very long. I guess we'll see, but. It's always interesting when they put these like crowd service duos together. Cause it's like, well, how are you going to pull this apart? Yeah. Either somebody's going to have to turn heel. And it's not going to be Hogan or it's going to have to be some other. Yeah. You're going to have to do or they're like, how are they going to lose it? Like, how is Hulk Hogan <laughs> going to lose the tag team titles? Yeah, and then you got to play some... the whole injury card. It's a weird pairing. 
We'll see how that plays out, but uh, totally crowd service for July 4th, Yeah, I think. The match was okay for me. Uh, It didn't do a whole lot for me. We've got Chris Jericho versus John Cena. Mm-hmm. Now this one, they were they were hyped to to do this one. I mean, they were clotheslining left and right, like just slamming each other in the mat. And John Cena actually has a song this week. Yeah. That he came out to. But that's not his, that's. It's not. Nah, it's not really any of his uh, iconic ones. Mm. But it's better than just the generic um, SmackDown theme yeah he he's like one percent more developed this episode but yeah i think uh cena still looks like a veteran in the ring yeah yeah he, he still, fights well yeah i um i started laughing to myself looking at jericho <laughs> hmm? um i wanted to see if you had any knowledge of this many years ago when you wanted to dye your hair but your parents wouldn't let you as a young woman, hmm. you would um, boil water um, and add a mix of Kool-Aid powder hmm. and dip the ends of oh, your... Oh, <laughs> I did notice. Dip the ends of your hair in it, and you could always tell if you did Kool-Aid dye because you just had this ratty-looking piece of hair that was pink, like six inches. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that looks like Jericho's hair. <laughs> Yeah, this is a strange look. Just like the end of his <laughs> ponytail was red. Yes. So the whole time I was he, thinking, did he coolly dye his hair? He may have. Maybe he was just <laughs> starting to dabble in being a rock star, but he didn't want to go full. Yeah. it's a, He has an odd look. He looks like he hasn't showered in a few days. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I guess Jericho I'm... uses the ropes to his advantage to win. And then um, we have a little aftermatch thing where he goes, Jericho goes for a false handshake, then tries to do the whole, <laughs> you know, going after Cena, mm-hmm. uh, Cena counters. And that's that. It was pretty good. I mean, you can tell Cena's got years of good matches in him. He's a, a fun one to watch. Yep. Still has to work on the out out of the ring stuff, but it, he's well on his way. Yeah. He I think you can see it like in his face. Um, you know, some people <clears throat> sometimes Roman Reigns and people of that variety, I would say, in that group. When they're in the ring, their face is kind of flat. And I don't mean to say that they're like boring or whatever, but they as opposed to John Cena, like he just has that like glimmer in his eye. Like he is he is there, you know, he's very present, which I think will add to his stardom um, as the years go on. I agreed with the last part of that statement, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't know what you were inferring there <laughs> by disrespecting our tribal chief. <laughs> no, it's just some, I would say some wrestlers, um, I don't know, it's like they're going through the motions. It's like any performer. Yeah. Um, but then every once in a while you have those performers like The Rock, like John Cena, um, honestly like LA Knight a little bit, little shout out to my boy, yeah, where like they're just so in it, like their eyes are so intense and whether they're on the mic or even just wrestling, they're giving it their all. And I think, I mean, obviously it, they're emotive, like with their face and their actions. Yes. Yes. They're in it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I can see that. I look forward to seeing his uh, progression. We've got Rey Mysterio being teased again. Yeah, again. He is coming, and I wish he would already come on because we are waiting for him. Maybe um, after Vengeance. Gosh, okay. Probably. Rey Mysterio is over here on an island sipping a cocktail, just being like, y'all call me when you're ready. <laughs> I'm sure he's ready to get in there, but yeah. they're probably like, let's just let's start this after Vengeance. Let's give him a promo. <laughs> we've got the first of... Okay, we've got a couple of doozies here. we got a, some doozies. A few doozies. we got some double doozies. <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, Diva, uh, flashback to Divas und- Undressed where they... Had like awarded, a pageant? They, they awarded the Golden Thong Award yeah. trophy to Tori Wilson. And Stacy Keebler is not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, there was a little cat fight. I'll save you the research to summarize. Those two blonde, pretty little girls, they look the same. They might as well be the same. One of them is a Hall of Famer, though. Stacy. Stacy Keebler is a Hall of Famer as of this year. I think she develops. Give okay. her a chance. All right. All right. She's a little. I, from what I recall, anyway, she's a little bit more than meets the eye. Uh, okay. Can't say the same for all of these divas, but yeah. Well, and this also sets up the bra, our first bra and panties match <laughs> of ruthless aggression. Our show so far, yeah. So uh, that's going to be fun. But first, we have a uh, an interesting segment with our cruiserweight champion Jamie Noble. Mm-hmm. He's uh, taking his girlfriend Nydia to the trailer park. <laughs> the trailer park. <laughs> Apparently, his uh, poor aunt Edna just kicked the bucket, so he's got a new truck and a new trailer, this... and it's got running water. Uh-huh. This was a really detailed, like off-site skit. I was kind of surprised at just how much like i would assume time and energy was going into just having this really silly skit maybe maybe that was his real house (laughs) i don't (laughs) think so (laughs) i don't think so but it was it was odd i feel this feels like a vince thing yeah like making fun of poor people (laughs) basically yeah like Like, i I just know he was like cackling yeah whenever this happened look at this dumb trailer trash Mm -hmm. they're excited for running water Uh isn't that and a full-size bed yeah oh man meanwhile all of um middle class and lower class america was like Mm. all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like in this housing uh market you know (laughs) in this economy never (laughs) Did the, was there any resolution at the end of that skit? They just they were in the trailer. There's nothing. It's just character character development, I guess. Yeah, but that's what I like with these skits. Like that is the pro is that they are really developing, propelling things. Yeah, There's I mean, I guess it makes you want to root for Jamie Noble because you want him to keep that cruiserweight belt, so he keeps keeps the the money flowing. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I mean. He's funny, at least. I mean, he plays the character well. Yeah. Hmm. Regardless of what you think about the character. 
Okay, we got our bra and panties match up next. Stacy versus Tori. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, shockingly, a silly assumption I made was that they were actually going to fight in their bra and panties. But it turns out... It's the out other way around. They fight in their clothes, but you lose if your clothes are taken if off. If you're stripped down to your bra and panties. So you got to take off the top and take off the yeah. shorts. I, I was uh, I had low obviously very very low expectations for this match. Eh. There were a few wrestling moves in there at least. Yeah, a few. It it felt it still feels a little like it leans porny sometimes. It's a sideshow. Yeah. It's crowd didn't was not really into it other than whenever clothes were coming off. Sure. They were just dead like it felt like a halftime show kind yes. of thing. Yeah. Crowd was like, well, I'm going to go take a little pee yeah, break and I'll to, be back. Yep. Good to, <laughs> good time to take a bathroom break. Yeah. But for whatever it's worth, Tori wins quite handily. Mm-hmm. Up next, we got a little backstage segment before our main event. Taker really likes, he's really pushing the rock coming back next week. We get it, Taker. You want to take on the big boy Rock. Uh-huh. He's he's you, obsessed. You want to be in those highlights. You want to be the popular man. He had this weird, he had this weird um, metaphor for like, if you're in a foxhole, <laughs> who do you want? Do you want uh, an American badass or do you want? A jabroni. I don't know what he said about The Rock. But <laughs> it, was, it was a little hard to follow. But It was so hard to follow because you had him making some weird questions and comparisons. You had referrals to his fist as a soup bone. I've never heard of somebody's fist being called oh. a, a soup bone before. <laughs> and then you had the interviewer who's a good two feet, sh- two foot shorter than him. Trying to follow him with the mic as he talks. <laughs> it was so distracting. Um, so I didn't hear a word he said. Well, that's okay because we got a big main event. Yeah. We've got Huge. The Undertaker versus Kurt Angle. And wow, this was, I thought this was like a pay per view yeah. level. Like it, an it incredible really- match. One of the best that we've seen so far. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. And partially why I was like, man, Kurt Angle is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. He fights so well. I He has good matches with everybody, too. Yes. And I'll harp on this, too. Like, I think in the past I've seen some Undertaker matches, even in some that we've talked about, where, again, it's tough to sell with a really tall man. And Kurt Angle just does an amazing job. It, it's like he knows... When when to sell it, but don't sell it too much. Don't make it look like he's beating down on you because the man's two foot taller than him. Um, so of course, like you know, if they were you know going at it realistically, he'd beat the shit out of him. But he sells it so well. They they both like they nailed the powerhouse versus technician mm-hmm. uh, very just perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like Undertaker just for the first part of that match just looked dominant. And really throughout the whole thing looked like, you know, he could handle Kurt Mm -hmm. whenever he wanted to. Like, you're not going to move Undertaker. But what 
Angle was doing is he would just counter everything. Mm -hmm. Like he countered what he can't, he, I've never seen somebody counter a tombstone to an ankle lock. Mm -hmm. And, and so he did that. Undertaker went for a boot and then he ducked and countered that into an ankle slam. Uh, he, he had the ankle lock on there for a while. Undertaker didn't quite tap out this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another counter, last ride to a triangle choke. That one was crazy. Uh, and that actually brings us to the finish, which was a disputed finish. Yeah. Uh, first time I've... There's so many firsts in just in this... The past three, four episodes. It's like every episode has a first for me. Um, sorry to cut you off. Um, no, yeah. It's, it's like a draw. Like It was a draw. So what happened was Undertaker... Well... Yeah, so last Undertaker had Kurt on a last ride. Uh, Kurt countered it into a triangle choke, so he had his legs around his neck. So they go both go down, uh, and basically Kurt's shoulders are down, so the ref starts to count one, two, three. Mm -hmm. And then as as the ref goes hits uh, uh, counts three, Taker starts tapping. Yeah. That's so interesting. Simultaneous, um, uh, sub Calls? Uh, both submission and in pinfall. Yeah. At the same time, so I, I wouldn't even. I didn't even think that was possible. I guess, or wouldn't have thought that was possible. But um, it feels like the creativity of uh, match endings and match results is really high in this time of wrestling. Like I. <laughs> Even in these two weeks, I'm seeing different things every week versus like modern day wrestling. It's a lot just, of the same stuff. It's the same stuff over and over again. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I love seeing wrestlers uh, like Kurt was doing when The Undertaker was, was pinning him where he had his shoulders on the mat, but pretty much the rest of his body was like lifted up, pushing against The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. He just, he works his body so well. Like you can... You can see his skill. It's so fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, Kurt puts on another ankle lock after the <laughs> after they announce the draw. Because even though it's a draw, the champ retains. Yeah. Got the champion's advantage. But yeah, on the Kurt thing, he's just, he's a total package. He's got the Olympic gold medal. Mm -hmm. Two, maybe two. He wears like two medals. Yeah, he wears two. Um, they look like the discount ones you could get at the dollar store. I'm sure he's probably got his actual medals at home somewhere put up. <laughs> I would maybe, hope. Maybe, maybe I I don't know. Some I th I feel like I've heard or saw that like they were real, but I I don't know. This man out here just just raw wearing the two gold medals. Why not? Yeah, they're all about. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like it brings authenticity to to it. Yeah. And he's got like all those skills aren't just for him to say that he's an Olympic gold medalist. Mm -hmm. Like he actually, those skills carry over into sports entertainment wrestling too. Mm -hmm. With all these counters and stuff, it's, it's really fun to watch. He just, he's always puts on a good entertaining match. Yeah. And he's okay. got the charisma outside of the ring too. So he's just so well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fun one. I have a bold claim to make. <laughs> okay. I think 
what I really enjoy about watching Matt Riddle wrestle is a lot of those same attributes. He might not be quite as good on the mic. Let's say, I know Riddle's no Kurt Angle. Don't get me wrong. We're going to get some hate mail Don't get at me our wrong. Gmail address. Pump the brakes. I know Riddle is no Kurt Angle, but I think their wrestling style is very similar. Riddle's a little bit taller, so he can work his body a little bit differently. But the the scrappiness in what that's just I love that kind of wrestler. I think it makes for such an entertaining match to see a more technical side. Um, so I'm seeing that a little bit more going back and seeing Kurt Angle. I'm like, this is why I like Matt Riddle so much present yeah. day because the fight style is very similar. It's uh, I would say the style is different, but I know what you're saying. Um, like Riddle has an MMA background. Yeah. Seems like a kickboxing or something. <laughs> yeah, he does, because, he does do a lot of And kicks. he brings like all of that into his in-ring style. Yeah. And it's very convincing. Yes. So, they know how to work their bodies very mm-hmm. well. Whereas I think at perhaps a disadvantage of Taker, while he does have a lot of good moves, he is so tall. Your center of gravity is so high that he can't quite be as limber. So he moves either a little bit slower or a little differently versus I love to see like the little scrappy guys just kind of crawling all over him and like making those moves. Chad Gable is another one yeah, in, the, yeah. in the modern. He's great. Yep. He's fun. He's fun. I, I wish he had more screen time, but maybe. An, yeah. Another potentially controversial statement is I don't think Gable can progress very far so long as he's in that tag team. Okay, let's save that for our next <laughs> segment. We're going to wrap up our uh, SmackDown. Do you have anything else for SmackDown tonight? I mean, it looks like we're setting up. Uh, looks like we're going to probably be inserting Angle into the Undertaker versus The Rock at Vengeance. I think that's probably where this is headed. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll find out next week. Um, I'm sure we'll probably see John Cena come around again. Maybe Rey Mysterio will... Oh, wait. So is Vengeance next? No, we still have... We're only two weeks in, so I think we have two more oh. weeks of okay. weekly shows. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, before Vengeance. Yeah. I'm having fun. There is matches. There is new yeah. people. It's fun. Okay. Well, I think that does it for the SmackDown segment. Okay. A little bit of business that I meant to cover at the beginning. We're debating doing like combined episodes. Mm-hmm. So next week we may do Raw and SmackDown simultaneously in the same episode. Uh, just kind of trying different things. Maybe that'll help us move a little faster. Uh, but yeah, just something to look out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm enjoying the ride. I feel like every episode thus far, we're on, what, six, you said? Yeah. Um, every episode has had something that's like, oh, that's different, or mm-hmm. that's new. So it's it's not like going back and watching the same old episode six times in a row. <laughs> it's fun. All right, let us take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about Money in the Bank and other modern-day shenanigans. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's talk about our belated Money in the Bank thoughts. Mm-hmm. MITB. Yeah. London, UK. 
Um, anywhere in particular you want to start or you want to take this? I guess, I mean, the obvious place to start is men's money in the bank. Yeah. First match of the night. <laughs> yeah, they just, they opened up right with it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they did that just so whoever wins has has a chance to cash in yeah. later in the night. So just may as well just get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on Damian Priest winning? I think I know. <laughs> yeah. But. I'm trying not to be too sour because um, I understand or I'm coming to understand with the wrestling world it's not always what the fans want. It's going to play out exact, you know, however they have constructed it to play out. I, it, I will say like it, it was tough to see a wrestler win it that felt already pretty high on the chopping block. Um, and it, it just seems like such a great opportunity to take like a lower or a mid guy and, push just push them up a little bit it's not really a championship of course but it's it's almost the next best thing it's like a little here's a little teaser treat um and that's what they usually do i mean that's what they did in the women's with eo sky yeah like Uh, that came out of nowhere it felt like to me (laughs) i guess they're just trying to push um judgment day i mean with with the bloodline kind of being (laughs) over and crumbling i guess judgment day is like their next big heel faction so they gotta have they're trying i guarantee they're gonna try and mirror things a little bit from the bloodline to judgment day yes so i think i see where it's going and i don't like the direction but i'm trying to hang on (laughs) my biggest problem like i I like damian priest and he, he did a great job at Backlash, put on a great match with Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a little bit of like belated payment for that in a weird way. I don't know. I just But my problem, my biggest problem with it is he lost the World Heavyweight Championship qualifier match. Yeah. Which, okay, that was a triple threat. Then he had an actual title shot one-on-one with Seth Rollins. And he lost that too. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I believe it was like completely a clean win. So, like, what is this guy <laughs> gonna do? I mean, he's gonna try and steal it off of Seth. Uh, I just feel like they could have. I know. Yeah, it's like why not just wait a little bit, do a rematch, revisit that, which they do all the time, and give the suitcase to someone else. I, I'm almost was like, what? Why do we even watch this then? He's just gonna redo the match with Seth. So like, what's the point? They clearly knew. Well, first of all, we should talk about Logan Paul because I was halfway. I almost convinced myself he was going to (laughs) win. We talked about this beforehand and you were not happy about it. (laughs) I thought there was a chance if triple H and the WWE was just totally shameless, like let Logan Paul win this thing carry it around for a month, cash it in at SummerSlam and lose. And you get yeah, and then WWE gets maybe like a a month of free publicity or or something. I have to say um, I'm going to say it here now for the first no, time. No, okay, sorry. With with my tail tucked between my legs, I kind of think that would have been a better story than Damian Priest. I'll take it even further. I think they could have done that and then have him cash it in on the same night, win the belt, 
Eh, I don't want to go that far. For a month. I'm just, and we talked about this. Yeah. But have him win it for a month. Carry around the belt <sighs> for a month. He'll make headlines and then drop it at SummerSlam. Now, that's what a, maybe a smart guy in the story department would do. But you got four other old guys that are like, yeah, but the judgment day. We have to keep it with the judgment day. And factions are fine. Groups are fine. But when the entire freaking episode and championships and intermission videos, everything becomes about that group, I'm like, dude, do something else. That's what the bloodline became for me. Like, if it was one thing in the corner, cool. But it's the entire episode. Like, that's not what WWE revolves around. Just make it do something else. Yeah, I'm a little worried they're going to do that. Yeah. They do like to do the powerhouse heel factions mm-hmm. that are always meddling. But, I mean, they they do have an interesting little um, rivalry. I think this happened in the same night. Yeah, later in the night, you know, Finn Balor loses to Seth Rollins, mostly because Damian Priest was out there with the briefcase, kind of threatening to cash it in at, yeah. at any point. Yeah. So there is already some kind of tension in the Judgment Day. I don't know how that's going to play out. But let's talk about first. Uh, I want to talk about L.A. Knight because we haven't even said his name. <laughs> we <haven't> yeah. Even, <laughs> we haven't even <laughs> broached the topic. <laughs> it mostly because it's painful because he really should have won this match, and I know we're bitter about w- it. WWE doesn't like to push the guy who guy or gal who's the fan favorite who's the fan favorite and hasn't been around too long even though la knights had had a history but la knight the character has been around for like six months that makes it really tough i'm gonna say for a casual wrestling fan it makes it really tough because you're rooting for this guy or girl or whatever who again is lower to mid you know not a superstar still relatively new ish and you're rooting for them but they they it's like who cares? Let's focus on the judgment day. Do yeah. something else, man. <laughs> I agree. It is tough to be a WWE fan who roots for the good guys. Yeah. Well, even though LA Knight's not even a good guy either. Yeah. He's, he's a, a he's what they call a tweener. Oh, a little tweener. He's a tweener. <laughs> kind of an in betweener. Yeah. Um, but he's so fun. He's so fun to watch. I mean, clearly the crowd the, was loving him. Electric. They were going insane. And I, speaking of convincing ourselves, briefly for a moment, I was like, this son of a bitch is going to do it. Like, he might actually do it. They teased it. Hard. He was up there. He, you don't see this much. He he took the little clasp, the little uh, carabiner, and actually pinched it in. Like, all he had to do is grab the briefcase and take it off. And... It didn't happen. Damien was there. I got freaking Cody Rhodes WrestleMania PTSD it's just the, watching that. It's the that. same sort of thing. Yeah. We we got to get something. As fans, we need something at SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, we cannot wait until WrestleMania for any of our favorites to win. And even last year at WrestleMania, our favorite didn't win. So, we you got to throw the fan a bone. The fans, some bones every now and then. It's like a... Well, I don't want to make that. I was almost going to say it's like an abusive uh, relationship, but I don't want to go that far. I guess but the, in their minds, it's like Seth Rollins being the champ is the bone, but 
I, well, that's true. I like I mean, it. He, no, I, yeah, don't get me wrong. I like Seth and I like him with the belt, but didn't feel he didn't overcome anything to get there. You know, I mean, I, okay, that's that's maybe stronger than I meant. Let me walk that back. Let me walk that back a little bit. He didn't beat anybody that great to to get the belt. I see what you're saying. But he didn't he, also, he didn't beat Roman. He didn't overcome Yeah, all I see what this. you're saying. I, I, I mean I know he, he he won he won it fairly and squarely. But it's been a long rise to the top, wouldn't you say? Yes. And he beat AJ Styles for it, which uh, he's good, but it, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it, that was, he didn't climb a mountain Mm-mm. to get there. Yeah, but he's um, been He's been climbing them hills for years. He finally made it. Bless his heart. He deserves it. Yeah. I didn't mean to go on that tangent. He does. Um, To wrap that up, to make a final point about the Judgment Day, because I just can't quite get over it. Um, You mentioned like you like Damian Priest as a wrestler. And I agree. I actually do like Damian Priest. And I like Finn Balor too. But I don't like that they keep trying to hold the Judgment Day together because they want to package them together. I, let me let me like a wrestler that's independent, and that's why I like Seth Rollins a lot too. Because while he may not have climbed a big mountain to get there, he's his own man. He's not got a clan click. And group. Cody, and Cody of course, and Brock, Love and him. Riddle, and Riddle. <laughs> they just don't. Well, I guess he's with Sami Zayn. And, not really. Yeah, he's been getting he's been he getting does. his ass kicked, and like nobody's <laughs> helping him. So. <laughs> He does his own. Wait, somebody came in. Who helped him last week? Uh, wasn't it an old? It was an older guy. Help me out here. Who who is helping Riddle this coming Monday? It's some. It's somebody that came. It was an older guy. Who? Sorry, I'd say, I'm blanking. But somebody came out this past week. Okay, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, we'll have to. Well, it back. may come to me later. Okay. We can talk about his Let match. Me see if I can find it. Versus Gunther. Uh, any thoughts on that match? I mean, I don't think Riddle was ever going to win this. But... No, you know, <laughs> being a Riddle fan is so hard. Yeah, so we are LA Knight fans. We're Riddle fans. We're Cody Rhodes fans. It's been kind of a rough. It's rough out here. It's been a rough like six months. Yeah, you knew. I mean, yeah, you knew that Riddle wasn't going to win, but it was a good match. I felt. I, I really like watching Riddle fight. He had the braids, right? He did. He did have the braids. Yeah. I don't remember much about this match, if I'm <laughs> being honest. I I don't think Riddle's been at his best since no. since uh, post-suspension. Um, I don't know. He, he's not quite as crisp like in-ring as he was. I don't really know why that is. Because uh, that, like, my favorite match of his was the Fight Pit match with Seth Rollins mm-hmm. at um, Extreme Rules last year. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he kind of peaked there, and since his uh, since he came back from suspension, I just haven't really seen seen the same like crispness crispness from him. Yeah, and then like I'll see these Instagram videos of him. I'm going to go on a tangent because I, I have a soft spot for Riddle. I don't know the man personally. It's the character, you know. He's I very a, likable. I have a soft spot for the character. He's very likable. And he's just so off the wall. I love how different he is. 
I love that his wrestling style is different. And um, anyways, what I was saying is I go on Instagram and like I see these uh, posts about him and all the comments are just dogging him. Like, yeah, I see the same. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I think, like, people don't like the graphics, the animals that fly out and stuff. They're like, it's so, it's so stupid and dumb. But that's what's it. fun about it. <laughs> I don't get it. He's just, like, unapologetically himself and yeah. authentic. I don't know how you could not like that. I don't know. They, they do, they're they starting to do the same thing with Bianca, too, where they don't like Bianca because she's too dominant and she's boring and all this. I just think she's, like, by, far and away the best women's wrestler. Yes, she right is. Now. It, that's the exact same people who like salivate over the bloodline. Like, mm. oh my God, the bloodline's going to go to court today. Big Okay, whoop. you're, okay, you lost me. I know. Um, it's okay. I'll stand on that hill alone. You lost me. Women's, I'll stand on that hill alone. Women's tag team championship match. That was a weird one. Raquel and Liv Morgan uh, retained their championship. Uh, sorry, they win it back. The ones that they never lost because Liv was injured. And well, mid-match, Shayna Baszler turns on Ronda Rousey. And that's kind of how that ends. Seems like they're having to fast track this um, this rivalry, this dispute. Because mm-hmm. I think Ronda's on her way out of the company soon. Mm-hmm. So it so- sounds like we're going to get this at SummerSlam. I just I don't give two peas okay. in a pod about um, Ronda Rousey and, and Baszler. I, okay, it's just not, let's I mean, move on then. No, I mean I'm not saying I don't care to to like review it. Um, I just I think we're lacking a lot of development in that storyline, so it's hard to. It's very rushed. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to come out better for that. Although I will say, um, was it Monday night? Uh, yeah, Shayna and Rhonda did have a a promo mm-hmm. they cut out out in the ring. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Um, I would say. Oh. Shayna was just talking about how like you didn't work for this. You know, you walked in the door and, and mm-hmm. got a WrestleMania spot. I worked for this. I love this. It was it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like I'm not a also not a big fan of either, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. We'll see. Uh, Drew McIntyre was the guy that I was trying ah, to remember that came out. An older guy. Oh my god. Well, you know, I meant an established guy, like not a okay. new guy. Um, but I was. Oh looking, yeah, Drew. Th- that could be an inter- interesting uh, duo. It could be. Um, let's not hold our breath too much, but it could be. I was looking at the Bleacher Report um, summation and like rating of the matches. <laughs> On that particular segment, they say. The birds that flew out of Riddle's butt this week were eagles. <laughs> I don't know that they fly out of his fly ass. Out of his butt. I don't know. But he's got so many haters. Anyway. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, ma- I guess he just rubs some people the wrong way because I think he's great. But Yeah. Uh, he's not the wrestler the people want. He's the wrestler the people need. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not looking good for us fans no. of Riddle. Yeah. He's I he's kind of stuck. We're used to disappointment at this point when it comes to him. But what have we got next? The women's match? Um. Yeah, we had the John Cena thing, which was weird. I, I don't know. We need to talk about that too much. He made... This was totally unexpected. 
and it was basically just a one-on-one kind of segment with Grayson Waller. He came out too, and uh, we got an attitude adjustment. I, I don't know. Maybe this was just a boost, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. He's, he's getting a push. Something's pushing that boy. He just, uh, yeah, just fought Edge tonight. He did lose, but he got the got the respect. Mm-hmm. So next week he'll be in the ring with Brock Lesnar, and Brock will be like, "You know what, kid? You're okay." <laughs> like this is gonna be something weird like that. Yeah, he'll say, "Get a life, kid." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like the best. I wish I wish they had a shirt that said "Get a life, kid." <laughs> With Brock. Do you remember that? No. Who did he say that to? Cody? No, he said it to Mustafa Ali. <laughs> so, uh, Ali was just like giving an interview on his match at um, Crown Jewel. Uh-huh. And just in the middle of it, Brock walks by and <laughs> and opens the curtain to go out to the ring. And he's like, get a life, kid. <laughs> and Mustafa's just like, all right. <laughs> he just, that's great. Uh, and that's why we love Brock, too. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what else got- we got? We got we got the women's money in the bank. Let's talk about EO Sky. I know you're a big fan. She's okay. At least, I mean, the silver lining for that is that it was the briefcase was given to a more. I don't want to say lesser developing. known. Developing. developing, yeah. I mean, I know she's well known. She's been in Damage Control and she's had a ton of matches and whatever, but she's not like gone further necessarily as far as. Her ranking, I guess you could say. Um, so, positive in that she was given that. Um, negative in that, eh, you know. I'm, yeah. I think, like, uh, to me, if you're looking at the women's versus the men's match, I think, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still so surprised that they gave it to Damian Priest because with the females match, it could have been, it. the same thing to me would have been that they gave it to Becky. Mm-hmm. Which, like you, I know you made the point of like, well, she's gotten it before and whatever, and that's great. No, no, she's never won this. Actually, she's never won Money in the Bank. Oh well, who was it that you were saying? I thought you said another woman had gotten it. Oh, okay. Well, so to me, it would have been like Becky getting the briefcase. You would have been like, well, she's kind of, (laughs) she's already up there, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I guess there wasn't really a better option unless you give it to Zoe Stark or... Yeah, she's too new. Or Zelina Vega, which I just don't... I mean, Zoe Stark is... I I could see her as a threat soon, but she's kind of intermingled in this Trish and Becky storyline. Yeah. So I don't think she's getting out of that. But, I mean, EOS guy, I think, was a decent choice here. Yeah. I liked the ending. So you had EO... Mm-hmm. Um, she handcuffed Becky and Bailey, I think, mm-hmm. it, like in between the ladder so they couldn't climb up mm-hmm. and then climbed up over top of, of Bailey to get the briefcase. Mm-hmm. I thought it was decent. Um, long term, I don't really see EO being the champ no. for a long time. Maybe she'll have like a short I run. See, I think she's going to cash it in with Asuka and try to do something there. But Maybe. Um, I wouldn't. I would just wait till like, somebody's you know the champ is just out out of it we've established what, in, what the what the lay person would do is not going to be what wwe does well that i mean they've done that before though yeah. so we can talk a little about smackdown tonight she tried to cash it in tonight uh against oscar mm-hmm. as she was getting beaten down but it didn't work out because we have now we have charlotte 
intermingled in all this. We have Bianca. Um, so a lot, lot going on in the women's division on SmackDown. Yeah. It's rare that they execute the women's portion better than the men's, but I dare say that may have been what happened in Money in the Bank. Hmm. At least I'm more pleased with the result. It's more like I think that's what should have happened versus... The men's had like great moves, great moments. The Logan Paul Ricochet mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Ricochet always puts on a show. Oh, I mean, yeah. he he's such a great performer. But ultimately, the result was like, oh, okay. <laughs> kind of the most boring result, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Give it to anybody. Logan Paul, Ricochet, I just think LA, LA Knight, Knight. Not to harp on it, but LA Knight carrying around that briefcase for... The next few months, at least, I think would have been awesome. Yeah. Because you like, if you're not going to give him a belt, give him the briefcase, and just have him be that constant, like annoying threat. That that would have been great, but we'll see. Maybe they'll put him in with the United States Championship <laughs> or something. Maybe they'll take it off Austin Theory finally. Now, now that might be interesting. Yeah. But again, since we want that to happen, that won't be what happens. <laughs> but uh, probably not. It's like WWE likes to zag. Yes, for sure. They they are not going to give you the, what you're wanting. But next Friday, oh, did we hit them all? No, we still got a couple more. Okay. I mean, we can briefly. I mean, Rollins retained. Yeah. We already covered the ending of that one. Oh, Rhea did. Rhea. Oh, uh, well, Damien was out there. Didn't Rhea fight Natalia once again? Uh, no, that wasn't. That was on. That was on Raw. Uh, yeah, I keep getting those mixed up. And we gotta talk about. Or I, I'll talk about. You don't have to, but the Bloodline Civil War. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> all about that. Yeah, the Usos uh. versus Roman Reigns and Solo. Um, I mean, big result. The Usos win, but they don't only. When they pin, uh, or Jay specifically pins Roman Reigns for the first time in three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Since, a lot of ball uh, shots. They, they didn't mention his name, but the last person to pin Roman was Baron Corbin, of all people. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. We just watched SmackDown as well with Tribal Court. Um, lots of stuff going on with the bloodline. Seems like we're headed toward probably Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. The four of them will do whatever combination they can. 2v2, 1v1, 3v3 if they can get another guy in there. They'll just kind of keep keep plowing that same trench every few weeks. It's a good story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll agree, agree how, to disagree. <laughs> how was the, uh, what'd you think about Money in the Bank overall? Um, I've seen better. I would agree. I think some people re- were really into it, especially after that last match. There was a lot of false finishes. There was Roman sacked up the Usos, and it, I was convinced for sure that that match was over at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did that last match. I think we we've said this before, but it how you end kind of paints the whole event in a certain light. Mm-hmm. Like with WrestleMania for us, I look back at on it as kind of disappointing, even though it was a great WrestleMania up until the main event. 
I think it was kind of this, the opposite here where it was to me like not the strongest pay-per-view that or PLE that we've seen. Mm-hmm. But that last match I think really drew people in. So, but I, I tend to agree. I think I've seen better. I, I think Backlash was better. Night of Champions was kind of on the same level, I want to say. Mm. It was kind of the same thing of like, you ended with a bloodline thing, so people are going to go crazy for it, but overall kind of meh. But we got SummerSlam. SummerSlam coming up. And we're going to, we will be there in person for SmackDown next week. Yeah. In Raleigh, North Carolina. So probably we'll have a little podcast on that. Maybe talk about our experiences. Maybe we'll post some stuff on socials now that we have them. Yeah. It'd be fun to recap. Live shows are always fun. Hoping we get to see our boy, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Rock rock our new merch. And have a few drinks. You really can't go wrong. Well, with that, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Ruthless Regression Podcast. Mm -hmm. Catch you next time. Bye.